Good morning. Good morning again. Let's do, do good morning one more time. It is surely a blessing to be in the house of the Lord one more time. It's a blessing to be with you one more time. And now that we have filled ourselves with Thanksgiving dinners, let us now, thank you, prepare our hearts to be filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Let us have a prayer. God, all glory and honor, adoration and praise belong to you. Prepare us through the active presence of your spirit to come before you rightly, enlighten our understanding, purify our every desire, quicken our wills, and strengthen every right purpose. Move in this house, O oh God, anoint us afresh for kingdom service. Let there be no hindrance to our worship, no distraction in our praise, no hesitation in our hallelujahs. Direct this hour of worship to the magnifying of your name and to the enduring good of us, your children and your servant, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Now let us go into worship with our youth for Christ and their praise dancing.
as we enter this season of giving. Let us each remember those that are less fortunate than ourselves because we all have something to be thankful for this morning. So let's just reflect on that which has been given to us and that which we can give. Now we'll be ready for the prayer. another day. We enter into your presence now with joy and thanksgiving, with praise on our lips, thanksgiving in our hearts. Thank you, Father God, for the season that is. Thank you for your good and perfect gift, our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, who died for the sins of all mankind. Because he paid the price, salvation is available, and for that we thank you. We have so much to be thankful for, Lord, but right now, I simply like to lift up these children. We just thank you for your wonderful gift. We pray that as they continue to grow, that they will come to know and become all that they can be in Christ Jesus. But we also ask you not only to bless them, but bless their parents also, who are charged with the awesome responsibility of raising them. We thank you for this Cade family. We thank you for all that you've done for us and how you've been with us down through the years. We pray right now that in this worship experience, if there's one that does not know you in the pardon of his or her sin, that they will come asking, what might I do to be saved? And Father God, in this season of Thanksgiving, as we reach out to those who have not, let us not forget those who are poor in spirit. And so we just pray that you will strengthen our witness. Let them know that we haven't forgotten about them. And that God is still on their side, for he's told them that they will never leave us or forsake us. We ask you to bless our pastor as he prepares to bring the word this morning. We also pray for those who you've called to stand and preach your righteous and holy word. We pray right now that the spirit of truth would go forward like never before. And in this season of harvest, we just pray that love will be shared one towards the other unconditionally. Lead us, guide us through the presence of your Holy Spirit and all that we do. It is in the master's name of Christ Jesus our Lord that we ask it all. Amen. Amen. I will ask now that you will stand and join me as we do our responsive reading. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Congregation. O oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Congregation. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. All together now. Amen. 
For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. We ask that you remain standing now and that you will join us in our congregational hymn, Emmanuel. All right, everybody knows this one. So lift your voices this morning. Here we go, y'all. Come, let us adore him. down before him. Amen. 
birthday tea on today from 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. in the Old Fellowship Hall. Be sure to make note of the worship schedule for the month of December. We will have our regular 8 and 11 a.m. services on the first, second, and fourth Sundays. On December the 15th, the third Sunday, join us at 8 a.m. for worship, followed by Sunday School and the Cantata at 4 p.m. And on December the 24th, join us for our Christmas Eve worship service. And finally, on December the 29th, for our annual joint worship service at 10 a.m. Attention girls ages 11 through 16, the K-Chapel Youth Department and the Mission Auxiliary via the Circle of Temperance and the Circle of Meekness would like to introduce a new and exciting ministry entitled Girl Power. Applications for this ministry are now available and should be completed and returned by December the 22nd. Girl Power sessions will occur on the third Saturday of each month from 9.30 to 11.30 and lunch will be provided. They will meet during the months of January through May and August through December. Our annual Christmas Cantata celebration will take place here at Cade on December the 15th at 4 p.m. Doors will open to the public at 3. The Youth Council will meet today immediately following the 11 a.m. worship service in the in-teen department. All youth ages 12 and older are encouraged to attend the meeting and the holiday fellowship. We look forward to seeing you this afternoon. K-Chapel, you have four Sundays remaining to ensure that your photo is captured for the 140th yearbook. The photographer will be available each Sunday this month with the exception of the Cantata Sunday to take your pictures from 7.30 a.m. to 8 and after the 8 a.m. worship service from 9.45 to 11. Be sure to stop by the Buckley Family Room and say cheese. It's first Sunday here at K-Chapel, which means we're celebrating your birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of December. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events and to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family. Just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the submit info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Well, let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we're glad in it. This is a mighty good day and we thank God. Amen for another day's journey. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Y'all didn't eat too much over Thanksgiving, did you? Not too heavy down here. We, we, we got to be light on our feet this morning now. Amen. 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 I know y'all had all kind of turkeys. Y'all had uh, baked turkeys and roasted turkeys and smoked turkeys and fried turkeys yeah some of y'all had them jive turkeys over glad to see them come glad to see them go amen amen god bless you thank god for all the turkeys we had amen amen listen we do want we do want to remind you we do want to remind you december is a very busy time of year for us uh for you i know as you prepare for the holidays and, and family and friends but we have a, a very busy schedule 
uh, here at Cade as well. And so we do want to keep you mindful uh, of all of the events that are going on and the changes uh, in our worship schedule as well. On the third Sunday, that uh, 15th, I believe it's the 15th, is that right? 15th, uh, we've adjusted the schedule for the 8 o'clock service only, 8 o'clock service only on that Sunday. Uh, then Sunday school at 9.30 p.m. and then our cantata at 4 p.m. So 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. service, 9.30 Sunday school, and then the 4 p.m. Uh, cantata service. And then you're reminded that on the fifth Sunday, on the fifth Sunday, uh, we do have our joint service where we bring both our 8 and our 11 o'clock together to end the year uh, as, as one body. Amen. Amen. And so we want to ask you to keep all of those uh, adjustments to our schedule in mind. Uh, as we as we seek to end this year uh, in a glorious and a fantastic way. We do want to remind you again uh, that uh, yearbook photos are going to be taking place through the end of December. Uh, make sure you go by because we are getting ready for our 140th church anniversary on next year. Amen. 2020, we are 140 years old and K Chapel never looked better. Amen. Amen. 140 years. And so we always, every 20 years, we have a memorial, uh, a yearbook uh, to look at our, 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 our congregation, how it has changed. And we want to make sure uh, that you are a part of that yearbook. Make sure that you get your family members together. Take your family photos. Uh, it's free of charge. You don't have to pay anything. Just go and get, get, get your makeup on and get your suit on and, and get a good smile on. Amen. And we're going to make sure that you and your family uh, are a part of that, that yearbook uh, celebration as well. We want to uh, say happy birthday to all of our December birthday babies. If you have a birthday in the month of December, won't you stand now and let us wish you a happy birthday. All of our these my God, my God, <laughs> look at here, happy birthday. Let's say happy birthday. Happy birthday. of all of the December birthday babies, they're going to, they want to tell you this, but since they don't have a mic, I'm going to tell you for them. Don't try to give them one gift. Amen. December birthday babies always get the short end of it, y'all. Y'all try one gift. No, give them their birthday gift. Ain't that right, December? Come on, December. December, <laughs> give them their birthday gift and their Christmas gift. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Good morning again. This is the time in our worship service that we recognize our visitors. Would all visitors please stand? All visitors, if you're not a member of K Chapel, would you please stand? We can claim all of you? All right then. We got one? All right. Would you remain standing please? On behalf of our pastor, Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, Emeritus Pastor, Reverend H.L. Buckley, and all of the K. Chapel family, we thank you for coming and worshiping with us. We know that you could have gone someplace else, but we don't want this just to be a time that you just came in and sat with us. We want you to have an experience. We want you to have an experience where it's hand clapping, no napping, 
foot-stomping type of worship service with us. Thank you for coming with us, and you're going to get something right now. You getting ready to get something. Let us give him something, Pat, that he wouldn't get someplace else on this day.
Chapel. You know, each morning, each Sunday morning, at this time, you receive information on those that you can minister to during the week. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families, and there have been many this year. But you should know that Mr. Robert Johnson lost his mother, Euladine Johnson. That funeral was held on yesterday here in Jackson. We have Brother Kenny Williams, who is now in rehab. He's out of the hospital. He's now in rehab. Amen. And we have recovering at home, Sister Paula Epps, Mr. Levi McBride, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, Reverend Michael Jones, Bobby Smith and Usher, five-month-old Madison Sims, and Sister Thelma Malone. We have a card here from Brother Elvers Alexander that says, My dearest Kate Chapel, I thank God for a church family as you. Your prayers, your thoughts, your gifts, and your faces lessen our pain on the loss of our dear mom and multiply the joy of celebration of celebrating her life. Thank, I thank God daily for you. Again, that's from Brother Elvers Alexander and family. Kate Chapel, you have an invitation from the Heavenly Voices Chorale. They're inviting you to their, to their worship concert, The Christ Child, Miracles at the Cradle and Cross, that will be held this afternoon at 4 o'clock at 655 Beasley Road, Jackson, Mississippi. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. It is now time to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offerings, which are given primarily for three reasons here at K Chapel. One, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Secondly, we give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying provision in our lives. Thirdly and finally, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through mission and ministry here and abroad through K Chapel. Those who are watching by live stream can also participate in giving by noticing the number at the bottom of your screen later on in the service. Now the word of the Lord. Restore for yourselves treasures in heaven, from moth and vermin do not destroy, and with thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
Let us pray. Receive and bless these gifts in our lives, O oh God, which we offer in response to your steadfast love. As your son Jesus transformed people's lives, so may the lives of others be transformed through these gifts, through our love and through our witness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Oh, oh, oh. 
trusting the Lord. Listen, when you really trust the Lord, 
you don't have to have the answers to life's questions. You just trust him anyhow. When you trust the Lord, you don't have to see how it's going in before you get started. You just trust him anyhow. When you really trust the Lord, you can put it in his hands and keep it there. Knowing I'm talking to somebody this morning. You, you've been trying to figure it out and fix it yourself, but I dare you this morning to just trust him. Put it in his hands. Let it stay in his hands. And things you've been trying to work out, figure out, make it work according to how you think it ought to work. Just trust God. Just trust. My God. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I invite you to trust him this morning. Trust him with your family. Trust him with your finances. Trust him with your relationship. Trust him with your career. Trust him with your grades. Come on, students, I'm talking to you too. Trust him with your school choice. Trust him. Trust him with who he wants you to be with. Trust him with who he wants you to leave. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Amen. 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 Listen, if you will, turn with me to the gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter number 17. I want to begin reading at the 11th verse. Luke. 17, beginning with verse number 11. Those of you who are physically able, we invite you to stand for the reading of God's word. As we show reverence to it, you will turn in your Bibles or your smart devices or look on the screen with us for the reading of God's word. It reads as follows. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. It came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were not there ten cleansed? But where are the nine? 
they're not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I just want to preach simply from the subject, still thankful. Still thankful. Still thankful. For those of you who are strict liturgists, those of you who live by a liturgical calendar, allow me just momentarily to settle your nerves and calm your fears by letting you know that I know that it is the first Sunday of the Advent season. So don't be alarmed. I am acutely aware that according to the common lectionary, the text that should be lifted up in our readings and our hearing this morning come from Isaiah 2, Psalm 122, Romans 13, and Matthew 24. I know that the first Sunday of December is meant to turn our attention to the coming of the Messiah who would come and redeem the souls of mankind, repair the breach between God and man, and save humanity from its sins. I know. The Bible teaches that just as sin entered the world through one man named Adam, salvation would come through a second Adam who, according to the angel, would be called Jesus. I know what we're supposed to be talking about this morning. This Jesus, this Jesus would be known as the Lamb of God, the Rose of Sharon, the Lily of the Valley, the Bright and the Morning Star. This Jesus would be the stem of Jesse, the root of David. Isaiah said that he would be the branch of of the Lord. John said he would be bread of God. Paul said he would be the chief cornerstone. Peter said he would be the chief shepherd. In Solomon, Solomon compared him to the chiefest of ten thousands. Luke called him the consolation of Israel. John the revelator called him faithful and true. Jeremiah said he is the fountain of living waters. And Isaiah said his name shall be called wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. So I know according to the what we ought to be talking about. But I got to be honest. I still got some Thanksgiving left in me. I, 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 I know that Thanksgiving is over, but if truth be told, I, I'm still thankful. And I don't believe that even on this first Sunday of Advent, Advent that it would be out of order to tell the Lord thank you. I don't believe it will be out of place on this first Sunday of December to come to this church still filled with thanksgiving. For the Bible says that we should enter into these gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. And I got news for you. He didn't stop being good on Thursday, but he was good on Friday. He was good on Saturday and he's good right now this morning and so right now even on this first Sunday of Advent I'm still thankful 
I got some Thanksgiving leftovers that I'm working on. I'm still thankful. I'm thankful, thankful because when I look at life and consider all that it is and all that it could be, when I think about the times that the Lord kept me, when I think about all that the battles of the Lord that fought for me, I'm still thankful. And when you have been blessed so wonderfully and so abundantly and so generously and so repeatedly and so considerably and so consistently, you ought to have in your heart a level of thanksgiving that is not subject to the calendar. I wish I had a witness in this house. You ought to have a thanksgiving that no matter what season or what Sunday it is, I come into this house ah, to tell the Lord thank you. I wonder if there's anybody still thankful in here. Your Thanksgiving didn't stop on Thursday, but you, you woke up Friday still thankful. You woke up Saturday still thankful. You got up this morning still thankful. Somebody ought to witness this morning. Lord brought you out of this and that. I wish I had a witness in here. And you're still thankful. He walked with you through illness and walked with you through this issue. He lifted your head when all hope was gone. He held your hand when you were by yourself. He opened doors that were closed in your face. He moved the wrong people out of your place and put the right people in your path. Somebody ought to say this morning, I'm still thankful. Thankful. I'm thankful. God asked me, why? Why are you so thankful? Because I, I know what the Lord has done. I'm still thankful. Somebody can testify. He, he didn't just do it for you, Reverend. He did it for me. He healed my brokenness. He changed my bitterness. He filled my emptiness. He fixed my loneliness. He lifted my heaviness. He met my neediness. He, he comforted my tearfulness. He restored my depletedness. He settled my unsureness. He answered my unclearness. He calmed my anxiousness. He soothed my nervousness. He helped my fearfulness. He rescued my waywardness. He forgave my sinfulness. He redeemed my wretchedness. He didn't just do it for you. He did it for me. And when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my thanksgiving cannot be constrained by a calendar or contained to a season or restrained by a holiday. For the Bible says in everything, which I had a witness in here. It says in everything, I feel like preaching, Gail. It says in everything, give thanks. Now watch that because it didn't say for everything. It said in everything. That, that, that means there are some things that happen in my life that I'm not necessarily thankful for. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Now I'm not thankful because I'm sick. I had a witness in here. 
if, 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 if you got cancer, that doesn't mean you have to be thankful for the cancer. But, but you've got to learn how to be thankful. I'm not thankful for the bad news, but I can be thankful in the bad news. Why? Because I know that in the bad news, I'm not going through it by myself. In everything, give thanks. In everything, in every situation, in every season, in every moment, you should give thanks. If life is not at 100%, thank God it's at 90. Give thanks. If it's not at 90%, thank God for 80. Give thanks. If it's not at, I wish y'all would come on and go with me. If it's not at 80%, Thank God for 70 and give thanks. If it's not at 70%, you ought to thank God. Y'all see where I'm going with this. And give thanks. You, you might not be able to see the way you used to could see. But if you can still. You ought to give thanks. You, you may not be able to run as long as you used to could run. But if you can still put one... You ought to, I wish I had some thankful people in here this morning. Give thanks in everything. This text is about being thankful. Thankful after the miracle. I believe, I believe, I believe there's a lesson even in that because so many times we thank God for what he's done. But we need to learn how to thank God for what he's going to do. So, some of our thanksgiving is reserved for after the Lord has worked it out. After God has fixed it. After he has turned it around. After he has manifested his power. Then we say thank you. But if you're really thankful. You'll learn how to thank him for what he's already done. Lord, if you don't do anything else, let me go on and get to my text. Text begins, Jesus entering into a certain village, a village that is unnamed. And as he enters this unnamed village, he is not greeted by the mayor, no city officials, no welcoming committee. Rather, it is a company of 10 lepers who greet him. And the reason they are the first to greet the masters because as lepers, they were the ones who were banished to the outskirts of the city. As lepers. They did not enjoy communion and community with the larger population. As lepers, they were banned to the outside. And so it is on this outer edge of this unnamed village where these ten lepers 
greet Jesus by saying to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus enters into their drama. Parenthetically, let me just say right there, aren't you glad that the Lord doesn't mind entering in to our issues? Everybody else avoided them, put them on the outskirts, but Jesus walked right in. The Lord does not mind entering into these kinds of conditions and this kind of drama. He did not avoid this village or its victims. He came in. He did not avoid this city or those who were sick. He came in. He did not avoid these people or their problems. He came in. The good news is that he will come into our situations also. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. The Bible says that Jesus saw them. He saw them. He saw them. I, I know you want to read right over that and get to the miracle part, but, but every word in the Bible means you ought to pay attention to it. He saw them. Don't miss that. Because everybody else was looking over them. But Jesus saw them. That there, there are those in society who are left out, who are forgotten, who are overlooked, who are not considered. And yet Jesus takes time and sees the dignity of everybody. It does not matter their disease. It does not matter their issue. It does not matter their condition. Jesus saw them. Which means that he has compassion on everybody. Good news here this morning is that the Lord sees you too. He has not forgotten about you. He is not looking past or beyond you. He sees even what you are going through. Those tears you cry, nobody else saw, he saw. That time you walked through your house, crying out, didn't nobody answer, he heard you. That time when you felt that you were all by yourself and didn't nobody care, God saw you. And because he sees us, he enters into our situations. He saw them and reached out to them. And he gave to them, first of all, he gave them, number one, an embedded miracle. Listen to him. He says, go show yourselves to the priests. Stop right there. Because it's very interesting, the fact that, that here these lepers call out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus does not engage in a long conversation. His only response is, go show yourselves to the priests. Watch it. He doesn't touch him. He doesn't say, you are healed this day. He does not give any indication 
that he is healing them. He simply says, go show yourselves to the priest. And, and you got to understand that in that very command is an embedded miracle. Because for leprosy, the only someone who could declare you healed was the priest. Y'all not talking to me in here. Leprosy was an incurable disease. And if they were going to be a, a cure, the only cure was the miraculous power of God. And so when Jesus says to these lepers, go to the priest, what he's saying is, your healing is on the way. Watch, watch this, y'all. He, he gives them an instruction. And now it's up to them to follow through. It's an embedded miracle. It, it's, watch this. It's, it's, I'm going to heal you. But in order for the healing to come, you got to start walking. I don't know who I'm talking to in here. See, see what Jesus is saying is, from, from the place you are now, by the time you get to where you're going, in between now and then, your healing is going to happen. In between where you are, and where you're going, your miracle will happen. In between where you start and where you finish. See, and this is the problem for some of us. A lot of us want the Lord to do it before we start walking. We want some insurance that this thing is going to turn out the way we hoped it would. Lord, if you give us a command, at least... At least, at least say that along the way you're going to be here. But he didn't even say that. He just said, go show yourself to the priest. In other words, watch this. It goes back to, you just got to trust me. Do you trust that in this command, that by the time you get to where you're going, what you needed will have happened. I call that an along the way miracle. Along the way. If everything you need doesn't happen in an instant. Some things happen as you walk it out. Wish I had a witness in here. Some, some, things, some things happen as you walk with God. As you journey with him, as, as you hold his hand and he holds yours, things work out. Hmm. Hmm. Do you trust God enough to start walking step by step? Believing that with each step, you get closer to what you've been asking him for. These lepers had to trust that along the way, God was going to work it out. 
And that's, that's, that's really, I really could end the sermon right there. That along the way, God is going to work it out. That with each step you take, God is working it out. I, I, I really want to move on, but the spirits has got me right here, so y'all be patient. With, with, every, with every moment, with every time, with every step that God is doing exactly what he said. See, because you've been waiting on it to happen quickly. And God said, no, you're going to have to walk this out. You're going to have to walk with me through this. Yay! Though I walk. There's some things you're going to have to walk through. It ain't going to happen suddenly. You're just going to have to wake up and keep walking. You're not healed right now. You're just going to have to wake up and keep going to chemo. You're going to have to wake up and keep taking the treatments. You're going to have to wake up and keep doing the regimen. You're going to have to wake up and keep doing what the doctor told you. And as you wake up every day, step by step by step by step by step by step, The Lord works it out as you walk it out. He works it out as you walk. The question is, are you willing to keep walking? Are you willing to keep walking every day? Are you willing to keep believing if you don't get it right now that tomorrow I'm going to be a little bit closer? Are you willing to keep on walking? Keep walking, y'all. Keep walking, y'all. Secondly, 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 there is an indebted man. An indebted man, verse 15 says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face and his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Watch that, y'all, because he, here is one. Now, ten of them cried out. <laughs> they evidently are walking towards the priest. And as they are walking, they suddenly see that things are changing. They, they are walking, and as they are walking, Stanley, their hands, as they are walking, their feet, as they are walking, all of the parts of their body that had been deformed, as they are walking, every part of the disease part of their body is suddenly being restored and as they are walking and all of them are walking towards the priest so that the priest could declare them healed but one said no before I get to the priest I'm going back to the one who told me to go in the first place 
I'm going back to the one who gave me the embedded miracle and tell him thank you. And the text gives us some indication of why this is so important because it ends by saying that the one who went back was a Samaritan. Don't miss that. I tell you, every word is there for a reason. He, was a, he wasn't a fool Jew. He was a Samaritan, which means that if anybody should not have gotten the miracle, it should have been him. Because he wasn't really part of the full family. Y'all know how sometimes y'all look at, well, you know, that's a different mama. He come from a different, that, 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 we got the same daddy, but different mamas. And y'all ain't talking to me in here. And sometimes we'll act like that. Well, that's my half, brother. That's my half, half, brother. That's my fourth quarter, brother. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. And we'll disqualify folk based on how close they really are in the family. And so this man said, listen, I really should be disqualified because I'm a Samaritan. But Lord, you did not pick and choose your favorites. Everybody got the, I wish there was somebody in here who would admit that there's some things from which you should have been disqualified. But God gave you favor anyhow. There's some blessings that you should have never had. But God showed you favor. You ain't been good all your life And even on your best day You still didn't deserve The mercy of God He's just been that good And so this man who was a Samaritan Turned back quick Said let me hurry up and give Jesus his thank you. Because these guys are Jews. But I am a Samaritan. And he still healed me. Oh Lord, I really feel this. Is there anybody that can look back over your life and look at God's hand? And say, Lord, out of everything I've done, you still been good. Out of all the wrong I did, you still. Out of all the mistakes I made, you still been good to me. Out of all the sin I committed, you still been good to me. When I acted like I didn't know you, you still. Still were good to me. This man is indebted. He, and so he goes back and he tells Jesus, thank you. Thank you. And then when he gets there, we see in this text that there is also an expected measure. Because when he gets there, that, that Jesus said, listen, I, I appreciate you coming back, but but if I remember correctly, it was 10 of y'all who cried, Jesus, Master, have mercy. And, 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 and that said to me that everybody crying out. Uh, you, you can't expect everybody who, who shout. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Just, just because they shout don't mean it's really in them. 
they cried out when their backs were against the wall. But when they got what they needed, they kept on walking. They cried out when they needed help. But when they got the help, they, you know some folk like that. They'll call you with their pity story. Their, their mouth poked out. I really need you this time. Can you, can you help a brother out? Can you spare a dime? And then when you go in and give them what they don't look at me like that. You got a cousin or two like that. A brother or two like that. And they'll tell you the worst story they can think of. And them jokers kept on walking. And Jesus said, no, I healed 10 of y'all. Where are the nine? In other words, this says to me that the Lord expects us, watch this, to thank him after he comes through. Uh, I, I said the Lord expects you to thank him after he comes through. Don't come in this sanctuary teary-eyed, crying, wailing, falling out. And then when the Lord help you, you sit there and act like God ain't done nothing for you. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You say, Reverend, it don't take all that. It didn't take all that you was doing before you got your miracle but somehow you didn't mind moving in you didn't mind shouting in you didn't mind crying in now that he's done it you ought to cry you ought to shout you ought to move you ought to dance you ought it don't take all that somehow well, I'm not that emotional. The devil is a lie. You saw what was that you were doing? I don't show my emotions. Amen, lights. Listen, let me, let me just parenthetically say this. Worship, when you know what the Lord has done for you, worship ought to tie you out. I'm through. I'm going to help somebody right here. When you know what the Lord has done for you, worship ought to tire you. I shouldn't be the only one leaving here tired. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. If you know what the Lord has done for you, you ought to leave here having expended some of your energy too. You ought to leave here with a few hairs on your head out of place too. You, you ought to leave here and your tie ought not be as straight as it was when you came. You ought to leave here and your hat ought to be cocked to the other side because when you got here, you realize, hey, wait a minute, God has been too good for me to just sit down on here. You ought to leave here having gone through a workout. I'm the only one sweating. I'm the only one tired. I'm the only one need a nap. All y'all ought to need a nap. All y'all ought to need a nap after good worship. And when you think of the goodness of Jesus,
you ought to have a jump in your spirit. When you think of how the Lord brought you out, folk ought not be able to contain you. You, you ought to be able to say to your neighbor, neighbor, I'm sorry, but, but I need to get loose right now. And if, and if I bother you, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry because God been too good to me. He brought me out of this and he took me over that and he moved mountains out of my way. He parted red seas for me. He gave me health. He gave me food. He gave me shelter. He gave me a job. He gave me a house. He gave me a spouse. He... God's been too good. Bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Does anybody know God is good? Does anybody know God is great? If you've been through anything, you ought to be able to tell the Lord on this first Sunday of December when we ought to be talking about the coming of the child. I still got a Thanksgiving left. I'm still a little bit thankful. And is there anybody here who can testify today that I'm working on Thanksgiving leftovers? I'm praising on Thanksgiving leftovers. I'm dancing on Thanksgiving leftovers. I'm worshiping on Thanksgiving leftovers. And you do know that leftovers get better a day after leftovers taste a little bit better a few days later is there anybody in here who can testify today oh taste and see that the lord is good oh taste and see that the lord is good say yes trying to close can I show you one more thing in that text one more thing in that text was the added mercy 
there was an added mercy because the one leper, the Samaritan, went back and said, thank you. Jesus asked the question, he said, where the nine? He couldn't answer for the other nine. And he didn't even try. He didn't give an excuse for them. He, he could only account for himself. And Jesus looks at him and said, your faith has made you whole. Now watch this, y'all. All 10 were healed. But just one was made whole. Can somebody say an added mercy? It, it was an added mercy. Everybody, everybody got freed from their sickness, but only one got delivered from their sin. It was an added mercy. I don't know how you feel about it, but I've discovered that when you don't mind giving God thanks, God will give you an added mercy. He'll give you something that didn't nobody else get. Everybody got one thing, but because you didn't mind opening your mouth and telling the Lord, thank you, he said, I got something just for you. Just, for, it was an added mercy. And I need some new mercies <laughs> morning by morning new mercies I see somebody say why you need new mercies because I used yesterday's up I've already used them I need some mercy right now I'm gonna need some mercy tomorrow I'm gonna need some mercy next week morning by morning new mercies I see an added mercy because he was willing to say thank you. Now some of you hadn't opened your mouth yet. No, no indictment on you. I ain't gonna guilt trip you. But I am gonna give you another chance. Because I don't want you to miss your added mercy. And so if you got anything, you can thank the Lord for. If you got any reason to lift up your voice, to lift up your hand, to lift your face toward heaven and tell God thank you. If you're still thankful, why don't you take 30 seconds and just worship God, tell him thank you. Come on, tell him thank you. Come on, tell him thank you. Oh, he's been better than that, tell him thank you. Oh, he's been better than that, tell him thank you. Has he been good? 
Has he been good? Come on, worship him. Tell him thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I want, I want. I just want to thank you, Lord. Come on, thank him this morning. Tell him thank you. Thank you. the churches on you, Anybody know he's been so good? Oh, you've been so That's somebody's testimony right there. You've been so good. Yes, you've been better than you. You've been you've better than you. So good. Go the churches on you. Anybody know a Christian experience as a community for baptism? I just want to thank you. I can't keep quiet, but I just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. You saved my soul. You saved my soul.
So let us all go in prayer together. Take the hand of the person sitting next to you. And let us pray. Father God, we come. We come right now, Lord, with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Thanking you, O Lord, for another day. Thanking you, O Lord, for this message this morning. As an affirmation, O Lord, that, that in the process to give thanks. So, Father, we stand with your servant, your child, right now. Asking, O Lord, that you would just put your loving arms around her. Protect her, O Lord, from all harm and danger. Lord, we know that there are some things that we've got to walk through. There are some things that we've got to go through. But, Father, you've told us in your word that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there's nothing to fear because you are with us, O Lord. So, Father, we ask, O Lord, that you would go with her now. Go with her in that surgery room, O Lord, in that operating room. Put that hedge of protection around her, that she will be returned to us, O Lord, to continue the work that you've called for her to do. Lord, we just want to say thank you, Master. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. standing, we're standing. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you, now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.